Ramblers is your one-stop destination for everything CSU sports related. I'm Caleb Allen. And I'm Austin Martin. We're going to bring you the latest updates, insightful commentary, and behind-the-scenes stories that keep you connected to the Rams' athletic endeavors. To listen to other episodes, you can go to kcsufm.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Ramblers airs live every Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m. on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. This is a pre-recorded episode. Fort Collins. I'm Caleb Allen, Austin Martin in the studio. This is Ramblers. And boy, do we have a fun show planned today, Austin. It's a fun show. And, you know, there's going to be some sadness. There's going to be some happiness. Frustration. Frustration. Anger. Anger. Um, A lot of emotions are going to be touched on. We're going to air out our frustrations, our happiness, our uh, sadness, it, we're just going to touch on a lot of things and let you all know how we feel. We want to know how you feel as well. Give us a text at 970-538-5278. A- anytime we're talking about something you want to you want to chime in on, we'd love to hear your opinions. We, l- we love hearing some feedback, and we, we'd like to get some more conversations coming in on the airwaves. So just let us know what you're thinking. Well, let's start with some positives. Let's get, let's get this Thursday evening. It's almost Friday. So let's get this Thursday evening started, at least on the right foot. And we'll start with CSU Swim and Dive. That'll kick off our Rambler review. Coming off a win from last weekend, last Saturday, a dominant victory over Colorado School of Mines, 182-78 to last week. And I mean, I think they placed in all but three events were pretty much theirs on the day. You got you to gotta feel bad for some of these teams that we're going up against with our Swim and Dive team because they are popping off having some good performances out there um i mean go going down to golden too it's got to be nice to just dominate a local colorado uh, school like yeah. that especially the the two runner up right so i mean <laughs> you can hold something on them because you can't get them there in football but the swim and dive team aaron dawson led the way the 200 butterfly Lucy Matheson dominated the 200 freestyle, and Sydney Van Omerian, Megan Hager, and Maya White all posted wins in their respective events. So yeah, a dominant day. They lost only three events, and not they they placed podiums in pretty much every event. They didn't get first placed in uh, only three events on the afternoon, and that's uh, the lopsided 182 to 78 final score for that duel last weekend. Yeah, and they're they're looking to. Let's see. Yeah, wrap up their their uh, season final home event of the year against Northern Colorado, another Colorado school. Let's see, if they get another dominant win. I, I'm guessing they they're going to. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, but uh, we'll see with those no- Northern Colorado Bears. Shout out to the Big Sky Country. Um, um, nope. Big Sky Conference. Big nope. Sky Country. Nope. Um, yeah, it's gonna it'll be it'll be a fun way to wrap up their season. Pack, meets yeah. at 11, yeah. 11 a.m., right in early. Pack the pool. Celebrate their seniors that they'll be sending off. Final home meet of the year, as you mentioned. That's at 11 at Moby, and women's basketball plays at 1 o'clock that day. So if you have nothing going on Saturday, Moby's got some options for you, um, both in swimming and in basketball. You know, we, we call it hike and spike for football and volleyball. Would sure. be would be dive, dive and dunk. Dive. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, dive um, and dunk I day. do have a question. Yeah. Um, do you know how to swim? Can't, yeah. Like can't, you can't swim. I'm a pretty good swimmer. What uh, what's your go-to swimming, uh, form or whatever? What's the one where you just like swing your arms above your head and like? <laughs> I think it's freestyle. I'm a big side stroke guy. That's a good one. Cause you can't swim. No, I can swim. I'm. I'm Did a you start? With da- you started with doggy paddle. I mean, that's how we all start. You know. Nah. <laughs> no, I did. I did, I started off. I I don't know what age, but I was doing swim lessons pretty young. Like, I didn't need right, lessons right when I. I mean, I was like six. Yeah, I didn't need lessons. Okay, I was I, I jumped in the pool and knew what I was doing immediately. Let's watch a couple YouTube clips, man. Come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, okay. What are you doing? I didn't have YouTube back then, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you're about 75 years old. Swim and dive coming off a win. They have they return home this Saturday. 
here at Moby against UNC at 11 o'clock. CSU track and field, another successful weekend for them. They finished their meet. They actually had a split meet last week. They also had a split meet, uh, meet this week. They'll actually be going down to uh, run against Boulder. My, my goodness, not Boulder, Golden um, against the Mines team. Maya Lesnar, we talked about her, I think, on our final show the semester for Ramblers last year, leading the country um, in women's shot put, and she had another one. She won the event last week, 18.15 meters. That's about five Austins if you put those all together. Yeah, and, I mean, what Maya Lesnar, what, what more can you say about her? Um, you know, she, she didn't break the school record this time, but still an impressive throw. That's that's always good to see. Um, you're, and, and every meet, she's having that's awesome. And then, dude, uh, Ryan Berkmeyer, or Berkmeyer set a PR yeah. for the men's mile in, in just over four minutes. That is ridiculous. That's, I mean, you're you're running four four hundreds at a very high level like that. That's almost sprinting too. Yeah. Like, is I mean, a a good for collegiate uh, four hundred uh, times. It's like like low fifties if you're crazy yeah. maybe get a 49 or something but um i mean dude, running a, a mile in four minutes is just ridiculous what's your fastest mile you ever run i think i got in probably like the the like mid sixes maybe yeah i don't know like right right now it wouldn't be good um i do need to just having good cardio is just always good you never know when you got to you Run know, from zombies yeah, or something. Whatever, yeah, yeah. Any, really, anything, any, any, anything. Go. You never know when you're just gonna have to book it. A bear's chasing you or something. You don't want to be the slowest. You're not supposed to run from a bear. You don't. No, you're not supposed to run the slowest in your group <laughs> from a bear. <laughs> you run the fastest. You're good, dude. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think I think like mid sixes. Disclaimer <laughs> to those of you listening out there. Don't run from a bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't don't do that. Uh, and if you aren't the fastest in your group. You know, look to trip your buddy or something. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta find an obstacle. Don't <laughs> climb trees. That doesn't work either, supposedly. Oh no. I think my best mile time was six forty six ever that okay. I did. So I was. Yeah. When was that? Two years ago. Really? Yeah, I I started running miles before my or after my workout. Maybe, so. maybe when the draft is coming up for the NFL Combine. We should do our own Combine. Do, here? Yeah, KCSU we should do a, Combine. Yeah, we should do an, a KCSU Combine. That'd be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Be a good time. Yeah. Well, uh, 410, I think 410 is some change for that one. Michael Hawkins also moved into the top 10 in program history for CSU track and field after throwing a distance of 19.66 meters in the women's weight throws. So shout out to Mrs. Hawkins, who is top 10 in program history now in that category. Yeah, no, shout out. Shout out to that. that that's a big accomplishment. And uh, I mean, dude, it, it's like every – Every week we do this Rambler review when we're talking track and field. There's somebody setting a PR, set, yep. setting a record, making. We we always have so many people making podiums. It's, it's just the CSU track and field uh, team is just st- always looking to you know break their whether it be their PR or school records at every meet. They're just going out there competing. They're just a fun group of athletes that we have in our athletics department. And the team is headed to Golden to take on Mines in the Winter Classic and Multi. Some of them are scheduled to be in Indianapolis, I believe, this weekend at the USA Track and Field event. Um, so a split meet for them Friday. Tomorrow is the Golden meet. Saturday is the action in Indianapolis. CSU Tennis opened their fi- or their first weekend of the season 1-1. One and one. They got the opening win on last Saturday and then fell to DU. The DU one, let's not spend too much time on that one. It was very one-sided, lopsided. No Ram um, that completed their match on Sunday against Denver won their match. There were a couple that they ended because in dual season, once you get the four points, you can stop playing. Um, However, they opened their season with North Dakota. They dropped the doubles point. They came out, and then they won four, or I think five of the six singles matches, including Logan Vakes, the freshman, in her first collegiate match, gets a win and uh, clinches the whole night for CSU. Yeah, shout out to getting your your first collegiate win against, uh, I, I would say probably if we're ranking the Dakotas, it's probably the inferior Dakota out of them all. Why is that? that? I mean, you, you you don't you don't have the Badlands. I, I've driven through the Badlands. It was it was a great experience. Um, I've never been to Mount Rushmore, but that is in South Dakota. Um, if you are listening and wondering, um, okay, North Dakota doesn't have any of that. 
just a bunch of oil fields and stuff. North Dakota, but, right next to Canada. Yeah, they have yeah. a border. They're they're neighbor they're neighbored right next to uh, my home state, but okay. um, but yeah, and, and I mean I don't know, it's just North Dakota. I mean, if I had to pick out of the Dakotas, I'd I'd go with the South Dakota in my opinion. But I don't think I'd pick either one. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> nah, I mean, I yeah. If you're making me choose, I'm I'm choosing South Dakota, but. I wouldn't want to. No one's making you choose, I promise you, buddy. (laughs) Abilene Christian on the schedule for the Rams this weekend. They are playing tomorrow at the Fort Collins Country Club at 4 p.m. Should be a fun one. I'll be there, and I'm very excited to watch this team because this team's got a lot of potential. They've got a lot of depth and a lot of age in this group that, you know, graduate students and seniors who are, you know, running out of eligibility and want to kind of make something special this final season. They made some noise last year, and they're they're looking to carry it over and and do even better than than, uh, last year. Um, You've been to some of these meets. What what would you say is your favorite thing about this team when you're watching them? Well, so I wasn't there for Denver last week, but I was there at the North Dakota one. First of all, they're all very, very kind, and but they're also very competitive. So it's fun to watch them flip that switch when they, mm-hmm. uh, when you play at the Fort Collins Country Club. They have like a um, elevated patio that you kind of sit on and watch them play on. All the players and coaches will hang up, hang out up there before their matches. They'll come talk to you, and then they go down there, and then it's some of the fiercest competition you'll ever see. Um, I fell in love with tennis when I was in high school, and I had Wimbledon on after football workouts. And since then, I've just always kind of appreciated the sport. So it's fun to watch. The development is my favorite part here because um, outside of the the sing- the one singles, that's Rod Kabuskova's spot has been for years. Outside of that, I mean, Zara Lennon has kind of held on to that second spot on the number two singles. The other four spots are kind of up for grabs every single meet. So these players are playing to play in singles. They're playing to help their team get points. Um, and especially in dual season, when you have to get four of the seven points to win on the night, um, you know, those those points are very important. So it's fun to watch the, the team change, um, not just their personality type, but just uh, the, their performances and to see them kind of grow throughout the season. So I'm excited to get back um, on the courts tomorrow and check that out. Yeah, good luck to the, the tennis team. And hopefully they get the dub out there and – you know, you'll be busy. It'll be it'll be fun out there. Be a fun night tomorrow night. They're off for a couple of weeks. Their next event will be February 10th. They'll host Missouri at home on that Saturday. So if you're looking for something to do tomorrow night, tennis is also there for you as well. We'll finish up here with CSU women's basketball, who coming off a frustrating loss on Tuesday afternoon. They fell to Nevada 78-51 to on uh, Tuesday afternoon. McKenna Hofschild leading the way with 24 points in 28 minutes. And I would just like to say this about the University of Nevada. Like, for I mean, number one, you guys need to chill out on us. We um, we we did not have a you know we'll get into the men's basketball yeah, on yeah. the next segment, but we did not have a good uh, road trip for both programs to Nevada. And also, I I want to point out one thing. What are these times for these games? Vacation game no, day. It, no, I know it, that like. The time for this one was during the day, during class. Do right. they just not care about their students? Because they do. They, you you have these games during classes, and then you have the game last night. It started at eight thirty, dude. Yeah. I have an eight a.m. class the next day, the next morning. And I made it. I I got there. And I wow. I was in class. I was brave. attentive. I was so brave. Talking, asking questions, learning. And then, but after I was really tired and I went home and took a nap. So I, I, I just, I'm upset <laughs> with the University of Nevada. Um, I've been out to Reno. It, it is like the biggest little city in the world. I do have a weird story about Nevada. Fair. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, just what are we doing with these times? It, it, you're just all over the place. Both, both times were not ideal. Can I pull you off your soapbox? Yeah, you can. All right. You so can. first of all, the women's game. That was an afternoon game because it's what's called Education Day. CSU does the same thing where elementary schoolers will come and busloads. This is next month for CSU. Busloads, and they'll fill an entire arena up with middle or elementary school kids, and they get to kind of help grow the game in their own community. That's why the women's game started that time. The men's game, a little different. That's on FS1. It was a a game on network television, and they were the second of a back-to-back of a a doubleheader. So it's just – logistics i'm sorry no, they don't it. think about you and your bald head having to go to bed <laughs> at any certain time just wish they would <laughs> i just i just wanted to get, get to i just wanted problem. to get that off my chest okay dude. That's you, all. you feel a little better a little bit we'll yeah. talk more men's basketball when we come back on the next <laughs> segment but um cs or the women's basketball team will be at home on saturday hosting san jose state 
uh, I believe the athletic department handing out pizza prior to that game. So if you're once again looking for something to do, you got Moby pool stuff and you also have um, Moby basketball going on in this team needs some help. They need a big win on Saturday. Yeah, they do. That That's going to be a, a big matchup. Just getting back on the right track. Um, you know, I'm looking at these notes here that we got. And I mean, McKenna Hofschild, she did show up and we, we talked about on that last show, who, who's going to be another another Ram uh, women's basketball player that's going to come in, help spark a fire with this team? And it, it just you didn't really have that against Nevada um, the other day, so on, on Tuesday. So I, I don't know. We like the, this team. They they have a lot of potential. They're, they're they play well at times, and they just have games like this where it, it is a frustration. This women's team who are down their top or their, two of their top three guards, Marta Lamani, um, Lamani, excuse me, is. Um, out with a, I believe, a concussion and a, it was not a broken nose, but her nose is injured. And Hannah Ronzik, it broke her nose a couple of weeks ago. So you're down, you're, uh, you know, outside of McKenna Hofstad, you're down your next two ball handlers um, for CSU women's basketball. So they'll try to get back on the right side of things against San Jose State at one o'clock at home on Saturday. KCSU thanks Northern Colorado businesses, the Comedy Fort, Nick's Italian Sandwich Shop, Hot Corner Concepts, Comet Chicken, and Big Al's for their support during our semi-annual DJ-a-thon DJ fundraiser. The contributions directly supports projects at KCSU and all of Rocky Mountain student media outlets. When we come back, we'll talk about men's basketball and the collapse that was last night's game. But first, Paper Planes by MIA here on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Welcome back to Ramblers on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. I'm Caleb Allen. Austin Martin, the co-host this evening. And CSU men's basketball had a rough one, to say the least, last night. Austin Martin, it kept you up late. Now you're grumpy. You want to air out some more frustrations here to start this segment. Yeah, I I, I just want to kick off, and we talked about this too, and I, I've noticed this in uh, previous games as well. Can we make a run? With when our offense is clicking and our defense is clicking, can we make that run at the same time? Can we get some shots made and get some stops on the defensive end at the same time? Because a lot of our runs have just happened. Our offense is clicking, and then we go over to play defense, and then their their offense just is finding ways to make baskets. That game last night against Nevada, they their shot making was ridiculous. They did hit some tough shots. I will say that. Yeah. Um, Last name Lucas. He he had a fire night shooting the ball too. He he was unstoppable. It's yeah, it seemed Garrett. like that guy could not miss. Yeah, him and Blackshear just torched you from they the did. field. Yeah, my biggest concern was that exactly is when the offense yeah. was going, the defense wasn't. When the defense was going, the offense wasn't. And it wasn't just this game. No, it's it, happened in three straight games. road games. Yeah, and quite frankly, the last two games we saw at home last week were the exact same thing. This yeah. team is not firing the way they were through the first you know three months of the season. Their last road win. December 22nd. I mean, you had hair still the last time that they won a I was in high school. road game. That happened. Yeah. Wow. Lots have happened since then. You've, you've served a, a long term in the military, <laughs> and you're almost all the way through school. I don't think I had any degrees back then, but no. In, in all honesty, yeah. it's been rough. It's been it, real yeah. bad. But the other thing for me last night that was frustrating, and when I knew we were doomed, was when Neat Clifford – was not just off often offensively, but defensively. He was just kind of not having, you know, the typical Nate Clifford type game on the defensive side of the uh, the court. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I mean, it, it is frustrating too. You get you get uh, those guys on on Nevada that just seem to not be able to miss. And then we we had, you know, last game against UNLV. Patrick Cartier had a had a, a tough night shooting the ball, but against Nevada on the road he didn't even really have a tough night shooting the ball because he was hardly in the game because yeah. he, he got into foul trouble. Yep. And then, you know, you can't really get into a rhythm either once you're in foul trouble because he picked up three pretty early, I think either early in the second half or late in the first half. I can't He I had can't two remember. fouls in the first, like, 81 seconds. Yeah. yeah. And, and then he, he just continued to be in foul trouble. Um, and that always helps too because we, we to be a successful team, we need Patrick Cartier uh, producing the offensive numbers that he was doing in the uh, earlier part of the season that we know he's capable of. We, we all get into our slumps here. It's just it's frustrating that we're we're in this slump with uh, a team that we know 
we're one of the better teams in the nation. We're not playing like it right now. Nope. I, I, when we got the ranking for this week, I, I was I, I'm happy for them because they are putting in work, but also we haven't really been playing like a top twenty five team in these last couple of weeks, um, kind of since conference play started. Can I do something that might just tick off a lot of people right now? Can I have your permission to do so? I mean, yeah, you, you can do it. A way that this team has played over the last two weeks even, three weeks even. Last week, Zay in the final moments of the Air Force game and Zay in the final moments of the UNLV game, I think assisted or scored on like the final 20 to 30 points in both of those games over the last couple of minutes of the game. Isaiah Stevens was 4 of 16 last night from the field. He had eight points. 10 assists, that looks great, right? But if you're, if you're going to put up 16 shots, you have to have more than eight points, especially for Isaiah Stevens. And he'll, he'll say the same thing, I'm sure. He's got to be better because he's the pulse of this team. Because the way they closed out against UNLV was when he was at his best. So even when things aren't going well for other guys, Isaiah Stevens creates, I guess, offense for other players, creates the offense for Neek, creates the offense for Joel Scott. And, yeah, Patrick Hardy has got to come along with him because he was, he's been struggling for the last three or four games now. Yeah, and, and I agree. I agree with that about your Isaiah Stevens comments. The one thing that I – that okay, yeah, four for 16, whatever, but the thing that I love the most about it, he put up 16 shots. Yeah. Because there, there were games – there were times in that UNLV game that we went to and other points of the season where he's not getting the rock and, and he's not – creating shots or anything and that that's even more frustrating yeah i do like that he's putting up shots i think those shots are going to be falling um are they i i think they will be um the one the the thing that i i noticed it wasn't as bad in this game but in, in prior games past when that shot clock is going down i want the ball the ball better be in either Isaiah Stevens' hands or Neat Clifford's hands because at times when we we get low low in the shot clock and need a good shot, we're not getting in their hands and then we're putting up some shots that are forced or they're just they're not the ideal looks that you would. I mean, you're getting tough looks at the end of the shot clock regardless, but having the ball in those guys' hands, they're shot creators and they're not only shot creators for themselves, they're shot creators for other players on this team because they, they can get to the lane, they'll they'll force double teams, and they they are good enough passers. Obviously, Isaiah Stevens is an amazing passer, and if he gets into that lane and starts bringing more attention um, from these defenders, he's going to find the open guy, and we're going to get open looks. But, we, I mean, again, against uh, Nevada, we, we just could not can an open look when we needed to. Yep. It was just one of those games like we've seen um, – at home in Moby where we're cutting it to five or getting it down to six and just can't get over that hump. Yep. Like a six-point lead, is it's almost like – and they're just having trouble making some open looks as of right now. The team's just kind of just a little uh, clunky on their offense. I, From what I've seen, it, it didn't seem too bad last night, but I've just seen the ball uh, sticking a little too long when we're swinging – when, you know, when we've been having success, that ball is flying around, yeah. that and ball movement. And this is an offense, they don't change plays very often. They don't add new stuff. They're running the same offense they ran last year. They're running the same offense they ran before the year before. So when you get in a Mountain West play, those plays aren't going to work. Another thing I notice is they run these plays. They get shut down. They don't get the look. And everyone stops moving. The ball stops moving, like you said, starts sticking a little bit. Yeah. And they kind of settle for threes. And that's part of the problem at the three-point line. Six of 23 last night, they've been pretty cold. They had the hot start against UNLV and then kind of never found the three-point again until the final parts that of that second half. did not have a hot start. They, yeah. yeah. And was... they, they went six of 23. Neek, who's a great three-point shooter, one of four. Isaiah Stevens, he's usually good for one or two a game. He was 0 for 4. So your two guys that you want the ball in their hand went one for eight in the game from three last night. And it wasn't bad threes. They were good open shots, like you said, that just weren't falling. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, we're not going to win a lot of ball games either if, uh, you know, I mean, when when did Stevens get his first bucket, his second first half. field goal? All, yeah, it all was, eight points. It was, like, it was about like 15 minutes in the second half. I mean, that's just – it's not going to get it done, and he, he he would say the same thing. Yep. Like you know, he needs to be more efficient offensively. But I, I think with this team, I, I think with this team, if you're looking at this team, I for me personally, I don't care about the rankings right now. Right, and I, I think it 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 was nice to be in the top twenty five again after having some struggles, but 
when we had that ranking, it, when we just got that ranking again in the top 25, I didn't really care much uh, that much because we haven't been playing like a top 25 team, Not at all. in my opinion. No. We do have the resume. We have the potential to be one of the top teams in the it, like, like in the nation. Like I, I an would, elite six, or, you know, an elite uh, or excuse me, a sweet 16th. Well, yeah, and we have we have the players that we we could be a team that picks up you know a, a top four seed in the in the tournament. I don't think that's outlandish to say, especially with the schedule you have out. If you win your some games here, you, you can really yeah. yeah. And they still have the opportunity to do that, yep. but it, it's just as of right now, they're, the team is struggling to get some offensive uh, uh, production out there from some of our best players, and, and and there there have been some lapses on defense, like like last night. I mean, yeah, the, the those guys they were making it rain out there. They were very hot, but. There's got to be some switches or something going on. Like when, when we were watching the UNLV game, we, we seemed to stick to the same plan against some of their guys that were cooking, and we didn't change that, that up until late. And then it ended up working too. But uh, I, I, I think this team is just kind of being a little uh, a little too uh, slow to start. I did like what uh, Adam Nagan said at the end of the broadcast. I was, I was listening to their, their uh, game or their call the other night. And I, I think starting a game out with some sort of press could you know, jolt the team to, you know, come out and uh, play a little harder in that first half that they've been lacking. I wouldn't even say that. And I, I think Nygon's one of the mm -hmm. better basketball minds in this community for sure. And I have a lot of respect for that guy. But the defense wasn't the problem. So, yeah, go ahead and press. The problem was the offense. You didn't score a bucket in the first yeah. five minutes of the game. So why is a press going to help you with that well, other than maybe get you some easy buckets once that, or that, twice, right? So, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's, that's why I think they, they – would benefit from it because some of the games that they're starting out with, they're settling for t way too many jumpers starting out the game. And yeah. I think, you know, you, you just see the ball land in the, in, in the bucket uh, with some easy points that gives you some uh, confidence, but sure. I do agree the the defense isn't the main problem. I just think just starting out with the press, getting some uh, turnovers, leading to some, like some transition buckets or something would be a nice uh, feel for this team. But I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know what it is about CSU and other players deciding that they're going to go nuclear against this team. It happens almost every game in the mountain West, specifically in their losses too. I mean, Lucas and Blackshear combined for 48 points. That's well above both of their averages um, for them. 28 for Lucas, 20 for Blackshear. Blackshear couldn't miss. And I won't, you know, uh, nickel and dime the defense too much on that because he was hitting some tough shots there in the second half. But, I mean, 48 points between two players. I mean, there's got to be some sort of switch there because those were the killers down the stretch. When you couldn't get over that hump, that was a five or six point hump. It was because Blackshear was hitting a tough look. Lucas was in the field. You can't let these guys get in rhythm because no. when they do, they go, you know, full on nuclear against you and they put up more than half and, their team's points. And that was a big game for, they're coming off of a three game losing streak. Um, and they, they came out there wanting to get that win. You can, you can tell. And with our team, I mean, where, where was that fire? Because we, yeah, we have the ranking, but we haven't won a game on the road in the Mountain West. Wait, where, yeah. where's any fire for that? I'm, I'm hoping this weekend when we go down to Laramie, we do see some of that fire coming out hot, playing like you, you know, playing playing with a chip on your shoulder because teams are playing like that against us because that was the first game on the road in the Mountain West that we that the court wasn't stormed after we lost either. Yeah. But the, but these teams, they see that we had that ranking. We were the 13th ranked team in the nation. Um, at one point in this season, we have that target on our back. And that's the problem with that ranking. So maybe yeah. it would be better to serve. Now that's not going to change any momentum for Wyoming. That building is going to be bumping I'm on so, Saturday. I'm so excited for this. It, we've, we were talking about it too. This is going to be our first time in that basketball stadium too. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy I enjoy going down to Laramie to watch the games up. or yeah, going up to Laramie. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I enjoy it just because it, it's, it's, I love being in Moby, but it's also fun going on the road in enemy territory and stealing some dubs out there. We didn't get to yep. see it um, for volleyball. We didn't see it for football. I want to see it for foot. I want to see it for basketball. We've had some bad one. And then women's basketball dropped one in Laramie they last did, yep. weekend too. So this is the last chance, really, for these main sports to get a win this weekend. Talking about the defense, it seems to translate on the road. Offensively, not translating on the road. Are we going to be? Are we concerned now about this being a, a problem? Because this team constantly, 
constantly talks about how great Moby Madness is for them and their success. And uh, Coach Medved said it on Friday after the game. If that game wasn't at home, they probably don't win that one. The Air Force one, probably the same thing. This team, there's a mental, there's something mentally wrong with this team when they go on the road, and it's gonna be hard to do it again this week against a full out um, dome there in Laramie. Yeah, I, it is concerning because you're not gonna have any home games in the Mountain West. We're not UNLV. We don't play in Vegas. Yep. Um, I, I am a little, I, I understand that it's there because they do have the facilities for it, but. Mm-hmm. You know, I would like a little bit of a rotation with it, but no, yeah, I, I think it's I, I like going to Vegas I, I do like March. going to Yeah, I Come do. Come on, man. No, I do. But um, it would be cool to see a little similar setup that volleyball has, you know, regular season champs. Yeah, told it. Sure. Whatever, whatever. But the so reason box. why it's concerning is be, is for that reason. You are you don't have any home games in the Mountain West Conference Tournament, which is going to be crazy. And you make the tournament, none of those games are going to be played and not not even in your state and they're not going to be in you're not going to get a game in denver you're, you're not going to be in mode is a good outlier for how well you're going to do in the tournament a lot of teams you will be we'll be filling out brackets and i mean that's a stat that you want to know oh this team struggles on the road i don't know if i really want to take them because they're going against a team that's really good on the road and, and yeah. they, they know how to play on the road and and unfamiliar territory and and produce wins so that that's a that's a concerning stat because your your success is determined how you play on the road because all these all these March Madness games, all these tournament games are on the road. Yeah, or neutral site, right? But yeah. they're not neutral site. I can tell you, this is going to be my third March that I'll be in the building for the Mountain West tournament. And the teams that travel really well there, CSU has a decent a decent crowd, but it's not enough to make it a home court. UNLV, obviously, they will actually have a home court advantage this year with their team looking yeah, pretty solid. They have a good team. The, San Diego they did State just drop one to Air Force. But. San Diego State still travels really well to Vegas. Um, Wyoming travels really well to Vegas. So that is going to be a road environment likely for you. Here's the thing. I thought about this today. The top five seeds get a bye. You cannot play. Any team that is playing on day one of the tournament, I'm telling you right now, will not win the Mountain West. You have to be one of those top five seeds going into the Mountain West tournament. You cannot play four straight games. You need to play three. And that's that's the bottom line. If CSU is playing on day one, they will not win the Mountain West. Well, And why is that? Because, dude, you, you look at this – I mean – you could almost make the argument top to bottom that we have the hardest uh, in in the nation. Absolutely, a hundred. You can make that argument. I know the Big Twelve; they have a lot of ranked teams, but I'm just saying top to bottom. I mean, the other night UNLV took a loss to Air Force. I mean, San Jose State, bottom of the conference, they put up fights. We almost lost to Air Force too. Yep. I mean, like there, there's not a team that doesn't go out there and it's like, oh, this is a gimme game. Every game that we have left in this conference uh, schedule is a game that we could definitely lose and, and it, this conference is ridiculous and then going in the tournament you're you then you're asking to win four straight games in the tournament against on back to back to back to back that, four that, straight that's, days that's a tough task yep. and you like if i'm if i'm making a prediction on who's going to be winning uh the mountain west conference tournament it's probably going to be one of those teams that has that extra day of rest like you're saying yeah, you're going to have three games. That's the only way you can win this tournament. There's not going to be a single team. I don't care if it's the SDSU. I don't care if it's Utah State. It does not matter. If you have to play on day one, if you're playing on Wednesday, you're not winning the tournament. Not with this conference. Like you said, it's one of the best conferences in all of college basketball. And it starts on Saturday for this team. A big one on Saturday. We'll have some coverage for you guys in Laramie. Austin and I are going to make the trip to Laramie for like the 7,000th time <laughs> this year. But we're excited to be in that dome. KCSU is also excited to present the Rocky Coast and Big Pinch and Co. Stanza at the Fox Theater on February 1st. A five-man garage rock band based out of Boulder. Uh, right? The Coast have become a household name in the college house party scene. For a chance to win tickets to the High Energy Show, text us ROCKY to 970-538-5278. Once again, that is R-O-C-K-Y to 970-538-5278 for your chance to win tickets to the Rocky Coast with Big Pinch and Coast Stanza at the Fox Theater on February 1st. Coming up faster than you would think. When we come back, there was a guy that turned this thing around for CSU basketball on Friday. We had a chance to talk to him. We'll do that next. But first, Electric Field by MGMT here on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Welcome back to Ramblers here on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Austin and I had a blast last weekend at, or uh, last Friday night at the 
CSU Orange out versus UNLV, but I don't think we had as much fun as this next guest here. If you missed out on the beer for a year winner, we got a chance to sit down and talk to him about what his day looked like on Friday. We're here with Mitch Bruder, and if you weren't in Moby for Ag Day when the Rams, they were taking on UNLV, you missed another beer for a year shot. This guy, he's going to be he's gonna be taking the claim of Mr. Big Shot in the state of Colorado. I think Chauncey Billups might have somebody that's giving him a run for their money, dude, because that, that was amazing. We're going to get more into the shot here in a second, but I want to get to know Mitch a little bit. So, Mitch, where are you from? Uh, what, what's your major in year? Uh, I'm from Naperville, Illinois. I'm a marketing major, and I'm a junior. You're a junior, all right. Um, when did you know you were getting selected to do the shot? So a couple weeks ago, my buddy Justin works for like the promotion team for that, and I asked him, and he said, if I get to pick, I'll pick you. And then when we were walking into the stadium, I asked him again because he was handing out T-shirts and randomly just texted me, are you going to make it? I was like, yeah. So then he's like, meet me here, and that, the rest was history. Did you did you practice? For I did it? not. You no. Did? <laughs> no way. Dude, oh, that is crazy. Bro, I've practiced. <laughs> I've practiced. I'll sit at the rec center and I'll chuck up half court shots with a timer. And I'll practice in case my number gets called one day. Um, so you've never practiced. When was the last time I guess you got a half court shot up there? Um, I haven't played basketball in a while actually, probably since the fall. Cause my the funny thing about me is I'll miss three layups in a row. But, like, I have range. So, like, that's <laughs> Shooter, why I was comfortable bro. doing the half-court shot. If I did, like, the one challenge where you had to make the layup, free throw, three-pointer, I would not have done it. Yeah. So I was excited I got to do that one. So you wanted the half-court shot. I you did. didn't want I the did. layup in that? Yeah. I, I'm telling you, I'd make one. more half-court shots and layups, which Beer is for the year is the main event, by the way. It it's, it's That one and maybe crawling for cash where the people are blindfolded. Yeah. I think those are the two best. Beer for the year is always electric. Did you feel pressure that, like, once your buddy, not just that he texted you, but there's, you know, new – Especially in that moment. I mean, what was CSU down at that point? A couple points in the half. So, so you were down, and I mean, see, the building kind of died. Yeah. You started the fire. In yeah, the that whole first half, I could not even, like, pay attention to the game. I was so nervous. All my friends were, like, texting their family group chats. Like, all my buddies not at the game even knew about it. So I was very nervous. And when, we, when I saw we were losing, I, like, knew that I needed to, like, amp up the stadium again. And yeah. Making that would be the answer to that. Well, let's get into the moment, dude. So, as a student, we're we're the suppliers of the cheering. Um, you don't get an opportunity like to be a player and be out there and hype up the crowd like that. And um, can you just explain what that moment was like um, after you hit the shot when a sold out arena like we were just talking about is just going nuts? Yeah. So, um, I knew it was going in because like my buddy was like. You're gonna like people. Why people fail is because they wait to see it to go in, and you can just keep on shooting. And so I was like, all right, just give me the ball right away. I'll keep on shooting. And like, as soon as I let go, I knew it was going in. And then when it went in, like, I I feel like I just blacked out in the moment. I just went like crazy. And I knew I wanted to do a backflip if I made it, so I just did that. And I just wanted to get like everyone hyped up for that. So you blacked out. I was gonna ask if you've hit a backflip before. You have. I have. I okay. have. Yeah. I've seen sure. some. Bro, some people on Twitter were like, "That was his first backflip." Like, not. Nah, it, it wasn't. But. Bro, in the moment, <laughs> hit a backflip. <laughs> um. So it was premeditated. It like, and I, I was watching the video back. Like, I I honestly think like the cheers were coming down a little bit, and then once you hit the backflip, yeah. it just kept it going. Like, yeah. What was that like, too? That was, was awesome. Like, I didn't really realize it in the moment, but looking back at the video, like. Seeing it like go down and then I hit the backflip and everyone go crazy again was was really cool. Are you worried at all? That was my first thought. So by the way, I said he's gonna make this. I said he's yeah. gonna make it. And I said, watch, he's gonna make it right here. First try, and we lost it, and then we look over, you're going crazy, you hit the backflip, and then it goes even wilder. And once again, nine thousand people on their feet screaming, you got that building jumping louder maybe than anything in that first half. Yeah. And I told Austin, I was like, Did he just peak though? Are you concerned that there's I, nothing I think, better I think, than I what think you I might just have peaked. did? I'm thinking I might have peaked. Because I, I, that was my first thought. It was like, damn, that's great. But, like, he's 21 years old, 22 years old, and he might have just peaked, and he's got a whole life ahead of him where his whole life he's going to be chasing that feeling again. Are you worried about that? I, I am. I am. Yeah. I think I might have peaked. But. Yeah. Are you still feeling the high right now a couple I days am. later? I am. You still getting texts from people? Yeah, people are still texting me. Yeah. 
my family like can't stop watching the video. I can't even stop watching the I video. I watched it numerous times. It's incredible. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. Yeah. It, was it weird for you right after the game to see it go viral on Twitter, go on Instagram? It was cool. That? It was you really posted cool by see. main accounts and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it was really cool to see. Wild. So you win beer for a year. I guess you said you haven't got the stuff for it yet. I'm not sure what's yeah. going on with that, but... Uh, did they explain to you how that works? I've always always asked, like, how does I, I was gonna ask, like, how does that work? Is do you just have a certain amount that you get each week, or what, how, um, do you know how that works at all? So it's a little misleading, but of course I'm gonna take it. Yeah, uh, it's five hundred dollar gift card to New Belgium. Okay, so just however I want to spend that. Okay, but I'm still excited to use that. What's your go to New Belgium beer then? I like the Domingo a lot. Never had that one. I just had it's my like first. The, it's the like sour. Yeah, yeah, the orange sour. Yeah, I just had like my first. Was that juicy? Whatever, ju- juice force. Yeah, yeah juice force. Yeah, I just had my first. And those things are incredible. So. Yeah, that's a, that's not a. New Belgium's probably my favorite brewery in nice. Fort Collins. So okay, okay, it's a nice plus. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Well, I was gonna ask, like if it was beer for a year, like I did do the math because I do take pride in being the mathematician here. That is five thousand six hundred ninety-six ounces of beer. If you did have a pint every day, just that's a lot but, of beer. But since it's five, it's a five hundred dollar gift card. So I don't, I don't yeah. know. But um, and then I was gonna, I was just kind of curious. So you, you said you're in your third year. Yeah. Um, are you a big CSU sports fan, or do, I am. do you go to a lot of the, like the basketball and football or other sports or anything like that? Yeah. So me and my buddies really this year have gotten really into the sports. We went to like all the football games. We've gotten to know some of the football players. Uh, I was always a basketball fan because my freshman year we were pretty good with David Roddy. And then last year I still went even though we weren't that good. And then this year again we're good. So we've been going to all the games. One of my buddies is a manager for the team. So like we hear some like inside scoops of what's going on. And um, yeah, so like we, we're really big into like old. Yeah. Um, and then what what do you like about, you know, just CSU sports? Like just seeing like the atmospheres. I'm I'm kind of getting into like tailgates environments. Are you part of any of that? I know you mentioned you're in a frat too. Like, yeah. do you guys do anything? Yeah, we do tailgates for football. Um, obviously, I like the basketball atmosphere a lot better because we sell out or close to sell out every time. Would love to see Canvas sell out one of my years here. Yeah. But um, yeah, we do tailgates. I I just like the culture. I wish there was a little bit more, especially for football. But the basketball culture, being in that atmosphere, is really. What? How do you how do you feel about this year's team? This year's basketball team, you know, because you were at, you were there, you ignited that comeback too, because like yeah. that that's a big game too. I feel like in the Mountain West this year we can't lose any games at home. Yeah. But uh, how how do you feel about this year's team? Uh, just overall. I've been going through ups and downs. We had a really good stretch. We beat Creighton, a couple other teams. We started losing a couple <clears throat> teams in the Mountain West that we can't do. But um, I'm I'm excited. I think we'll make March. Hopefully, make a run. And this seems just it seems like they figured it out, and they have really good chemistry, which yeah. is a lot of fun to see. You gonna make it out to the uh, Mountain West tournament in Vegas? I mean, that's a pretty big. I mean, you just told, you told us before this that you just turned 21. You can go have fun in Vegas, watch some basketball for a week. Are you going to try to make your way out the, to just, Vegas? I just March? went to Vegas my 21st, so okay. I don't know if I can go. You back can't handle a soon. second trip right yeah, now. That's soon. I might have to wait a little bit. Not a, not a big Vegas fan. I had a great time, but lost some money. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's how it usually goes. Well, um, what what are you else are you kind of interested in other than you know sports and stuff? What else do you like to get into? Are you from Colorado? Things like that. Just what else can people? Um, get I like to you? snowboard. Okay. Um, really, just like hanging out with my friends, just having a good time, uh, studying sometimes. <laughs> um, sometimes. I don't know. I just like having a good time. Right on. I, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Man. Right, sweet. Uh, yeah, I think we're good, dude. Appreciate you, you coming in, dude. Of course. Mitch Bruder. Guy of the night, story of the night. He was all over Twitter, all over Instagram after the game, and he was a fun conversation when we got to talk to him earlier this week, Austin. Yeah, 100%. And I, I liked what he said, you know, in the moment. Because, like, not a lot of people will ever feel that moment. I mean, you, you might feel the moment of going out there, maybe get get lucky, but not many people make it. I mean – except for CSU fans because yeah, apparently we've, we've had a lot of people making it. Yeah. Um, but uh, just talking about the moment I thought was pretty cool. It was a cool perspective. And he just said he blacked out. And, and like, watching the video back, I've probably watched that video a hundred times. And you could you could tell he is just fired up, yeah. as he should be. And, and it did. I, I, I honestly think that that, like, really jolted the crowd because going in the half, I think I think UNLV hit a, a late shot yeah. um, at, at the end of the uh, half, and it kind of took the wind out of the crowd. And I think that got everybody back on their feet and, and really passionate. And, 
yeah, just shout out to Mitch getting the people fired up and and that backflip though, dude, that Nailed was it. it was clean. Like, I missed live. I I didn't <laughs> see it. I was losing. I looked over and I was like, oh my goodness. And then I heard the crowd just go crazy again. And I was like, what just happened? And then yeah. you're like, he hit a backflip. That, like, that was probably one of the most fun environments that I've been a part of yeah. at Movi. I I think it was it was just it was a special night. And it was funny too. I had a buddy back home. He was watching the game and he was texting me during it. And he was like, Why are you guys in orange? Like, that's not even your colors. I'm yeah. like, First of all, it's pumpkin, buddy. Yeah. It's not orange. But, yeah. but second, I mean, I, I love the, I think the ag days are my favorite days. I love those jerseys. Yes, the uh, are clean. I, they are really nice jerseys. But just the, the orange, it, it just pops and it just looks so cool as a fan looking around, especially in a, a packed house. I mean, it's packed all the way to the brim, and it's just a sea of orange. It, yeah. it's, it's a great spectacle. Yeah, it was – this is my third year attending basketball games. We obviously had a ranked team and a really good team at that two years that, ago. I mean, the two years ago, that Ag Day yeah. was a special night too. But, but there <laughs> – That too. might have been the biggest – or the most wild environment I've been in in Moby in my three the years. Most here. students, I think that insane. was probably a part of it too. Yeah. Most students, it set a student attendance record. It was like it was over forty one hundred. Yeah, it was four. I think yeah, it was like four thousand ninety seven or something yeah, like that. I mean, yeah. just packed, dude. It was awesome. Yeah, a fun environment. So if you haven't been to Moby, that might be your call to do so. Environments, those games, a lot of fun to be a part of. And shout out to Mitch Bruder who. Uh, joined us for a quick little interview about what might be his 15 minutes of fame for his entire life yeah yeah we we asked him to in that interview hey is, uh what what has changed since you hit that shot he's like yeah nothing really <laughs> yeah his moment though and it, yeah. that that was awesome and that that's a moment that's gonna that people are gonna remember he's gonna remember that forever yep and, and as he should like that that's just a an amazing Amazing thing. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Mitch, man. Shout out to Mitch and shout out to a big win on Friday. Hopefully the CSU men's basketball team can kind of recreate that magic on the road. Laramie on Saturday. When we come back, the NFL playoffs are well underway. Conference championships are set. We'll talk about around weekend as we look forward to a potential Super Bowl matchup between two of the best teams in the NFL. We'll do that next. But first, 1901 by Phoenix here on 90.5 KCSU for Collins. Welcome back to Ramblers on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. KCSU presents North Carolina Country Quartet Mipso at the Aggie Theater on February 2nd. This modern string quartet utilizes the traditional bluegrass elements for a unique Carolina sound. For your chance to win tickets to the show, text FIDDLE at 970-538-5278. Once again, that is FIDDLE, F-I-D-D-L-E, for your chance to win tickets to the Mipso show at the Aggie Theater on February 2nd. Austin, another week has come and gone, and our NFL Conference Championship matchups are courtesy of the divisional round. What game this past weekend was the one maybe most surprising or most enjoyable for you? Um, I I think the most enjoyable one had to be that Bills-Chiefs game. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to get it out right now, and I'm just going to say it. Okay. Bills fans, if you're listening, um, just turn off, turn it off, cover your ears, whatever. Um, wide right, wide right. That's a that's a very un, that's an unfortunate thing to uh, be familiar with if you're a fan of the Buffalo Bills, and it's not something. It, it's something that you've heard before, unfortunately, in Super Bowls, and I mean in this one. I know there there were a couple of games that were decided or that could have been kept alive by kicks. They're not the the main reason to blame I mean it's easy to just blame the kicker but I mean in a game like that where I mean I don't even think the Bills played a bad game either no it was just it came down to a kick where they could have kept it alive and the guy missed it and and you're going home you're packing your bags to Cancun and it was just it was tough I was rooting for the Bills in that one um I don't mind the Chiefs winning that either um kind of expected this Chiefs team to just kind of be putting it together they've had like a up and down season but they're really starting to make a a stretch in the playoffs which kind of figured they would because that's the type of team this Chiefs uh football club is they they find ways to win in the playoffs and they are a team that you don't want to see um right now 
But uh, I, I think that game was definitely the most enjoyable one to watch. I did enjoy the 49ers and Packers game, another game that could have been kept alive with a, a made kick. Um, I think it's Dan Carlson's little brother. Yeah. That's the kicker for the Packers. Unable to get it done in crunch time. And and that it was just a couple of games that were tough to see. I think that one was maybe not the most surprising, but, I mean, it was definitely surprising that the, the Packers were in that game to yeah. begin with. Well, they – controlled the game for the most part uh, it was even at halftime at 10 apiece um and yeah the packers just couldn't hold on at home and that might just be the dif- the difference the niners have won six straight play they cost themselves that game and i'm not talking about a kick that team ran the ball for yep. three quarters ran the ball efficiently very well dominated the chiefs up front controlled the game the chiefs got the, the go-ahead touchdown in the third quarter and it just seemed like, oh, that's out the window. We don't need to do this anymore. The Bills do go down, drive the ball, get the lead back. But then they were away from it for the entire fourth quarter, the entire fourth quarter. And that just happened to be the one quarter that the Bills scored exactly zero points in. So that's the problem. You can't get away from your game plan, especially when that game plan is working the way it was. You can't let Patrick Mahomes get extra possessions. They got lucky on that fake punt that the Chiefs ended up fumbling that thing out the back of the end zone. But the Bills cost themselves that game. So if you want to sit there and complain about a missed kick and wide right and all that, that game really came down to the game plan of the offense in that final quarter. Yeah, and you mentioned that fake punt attempt. Why not just put your offense out there if right. you're going to do it? Right. Like, if you're going to go for it, put your best foot forward. Yeah. You you haven't I, – I, I don't – I think they, they ran a, a fake punt like maybe last postseason or something, but why why put it – why – why, leave it up to some trickery hoping that you do fool them and I, I was watching the tape back on that play the Chiefs were not fooled by that they were ready for some sort of uh you know fake or whatever why, why not put your offense out there you have one of the top offenses out there in the league you have a mobile quarterback I think having a mobile quarterback like Josh Allen is so nice it's just a nice uh, tool to have in your arsenal because he can just make up so many different plays and he's a big guy too if you, you do like a, a QB sneak or something he might be able to get that those yards because he's just a big dude well and the Bills defense I don't think they were going to go for the fake there I think they were they called the punt team on to punt it away they saw the Chiefs had 10 guys on the field, and they said, that this is, is what right. we're going to do. So I'm not sure. I'm right there with you. I hate when teams do fake punts. It's stupid, especially when you have an explosive offense and a great quarterback like a Josh Allen, like you said. What was it, fourth and three? You, you're telling me you don't trust Josh Allen to get three yards? So, yeah. Um, but in their defense, I don't think they were planning on running a fake. I think that was something they put in their game plan if the Chiefs didn't get 11 guys out. They didn't have 11 guys out, but like you said, the Chiefs were all over it, and they still beat you with 10 guys on the field. So – a big bummer there, but yeah, to the the Niners' point or the the Packers' point, I mean, they had a chance in that one too. But if I'm being honest, between these two games this week, it's the four best teams in the league going at it this week, and that's all you can ask for. Yeah. Mike, the Packers going to take on the Lions at home, probably not. Right? It's a fun, it's a different matchup, right? It's a, a conference uh, or a division matchup. They're both in the NFC North, so maybe they um, that game's a little different than what looks like on paper, but. Right now, the NFL is the best four teams playing this weekend for a chance to go to the Super Bowl later this year. Yeah, 100%. And back to that fake punt real quick. Yeah, they had 10 guys on the field, but it's, you're basically going against nine guys because you got the return man all the way back. He, exactly. He's not making any impact, so you you just lost an 11 versus nine. But, um, yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. These are the the four best teams for for the teams that, you know, on, honestly, any, any scenario that you say for your Super Bowl matchup – I, I'm not really against it, nope. really. Like nope. I, I could see any sort of matchup coming into this game that makes sense. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to this weekend. I think there's going to be some good games. Um, I think I think it's the the Niners and Lions game that has the biggest spread out of all of them at seven, right? Yep. yep. Um, I I don't think I don't think any game is going to be less of I, I think it's going to be around the four and three point range in all these in both of these games you would hope so yeah because these playoffs for the most part I mean there was a good divisional weekend but that it wild was. card weekend was yeah. real bad so yep. I think the NFL really does want some good games this week so we'll see how it works out um yeah Lions plus seven kind of crazy a lot of respect for the Niners who had to kind of gut out a win against the pack at home a Niners team that hasn't played very well over the last month and the Lions are playing maybe the 
the best football outside of the Ravens in the playoffs as it stands right now with the four teams remaining. Seven points is, is a wild spread for the NFC Championship. Yeah, and and especially with how well these the or how how uh, high powered these defenses are too. I, I think in this game, the whoever's going to win the turnover ba- battle will win this game. I mean, you can say that for a lot of games, but I mean, you're putting the ball in the hands of Brock Purdy and uh, Jared Goff, guys that you know. Cam Newton went on his on his podcast. These are definitely guys that are in the the game manager uh, sure. scenario, which isn't a it's not a knock, but defensive hands. I, I I don't really know an exact answer because both teams' defenses are playing pretty well against some good offenses, and it, it's going to be interesting to see the, these two quarterbacks go go at it. Um, and, and also shout out to Brock Purdy. Uh, didn't know he was a yeah. CSU commit. That it's came out of nowhere today, yeah. on Twitter today. Yeah. That, that's pretty funny. Yeah, wild. <laughs> but I, I think in that game, it is going to be coming down to um, what defense is going to step up and, and get some stops. Because, I mean, both offenses have the weapons to put up some points, but they also have the defenses to get some stops too. So that's going to be an interesting game. Um, and then the Ravens and uh, Chiefs matchup. That's going to be interesting too because Lamar Jackson is just playing out of his mind right now. Are are the do the Chiefs have the athletes on defense to contain him? Because I mean, you saw the Texans, they they were they were out there, they threw some spies out there. They had some quarterback contained uh play called plays called for him, but they just couldn't do it. Yeah. And, and the way he's playing right now is is insane. Chiefs defense, they've been pretty good uh throughout the year. And I mean, you got Patrick Mahomes. If you have Patrick Mahomes in in a big game like this, you you have some good cards into that fight. Yeah, both of these crowds are going to be hostile crowds for both yep. teams going in. The, the Lions have not played a road playoff game um, in 30 years, so they're going to have their hands full. Um, once again, the Niners have won six straight games at home in the playoffs. Give me your pick. Who will be playing in two weeks for the rights for the Lombardi Trophy? I I think we're going to see. Uh, the Ravens and Lions. I, I I think the Lions are going to go on the road. Yes, the the Niners have been playing at home, but I, I I just think this Lions team they have a lot of firepower going on right now. I, I think it's going to be tough. They got a really they have two really good receivers. They have some running backs that can hurt you as well. I, I think they're going to be throwing in a lot of different looks for this defense. And, and then also Sam Laporta. He's another weapon that the Lions like to utilize. He is banged up, but he's been playing well. Yeah, my gut tells me it's Chiefs from the AFC. I don't want it to be that way. I, I, the Ravens are obviously the better football team of these two, but it just comes down to one game. It comes down to 60 minutes, and the Chiefs know how to do that. They know how to let it just be 60 minutes. We're going to be the best team we can be, and we're going to try to come out on top at the end of this thing. So I do think it's going to be the Chiefs. My gut's telling me that. My heart and my brain are t- trying to tell me to go with the Ravens, but there, there's something in my gut that's just saying that it'll be Patrick Mahomes and yet another Super Bowl, and I think the Niners will be just fine. I mean, Lions, once again, they've looked great at home, but it's been the most electric atmosphere in the playoffs there in yep. Detroit at Ford Field. They've been able to feed off of that. They're not going to have that um, this week. So uh, give me the the Chiefs and the Niners in a rematch of the Super Bowl from a couple of years ago. I like that, though. I, I, I Any of the matchups I like, too. Yeah, I'm, they're I'm, all fun. I'm, I'm satisfied with any of the matchups that were going to be thrown. Um, and I, I Like you said, this is the four best teams left over, yep. I, I think, right now. Just how 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 these uh, teams were playing going into the playoffs and how they've been playing in the playoffs. These are the four best teams that we have. What is your dream scenario for this weekend? Who wins the NFC? Who wins the AFC? If you want like your favorite Super Bowl of these four matchups or these two matchups. Well, the I mean, my favorite one would be the Ravens and Niners. Another uh, Super Bowl. Uh, rematch, yeah, uh, rematch. Super Bowl forty-seven, yeah, the blackout game, yeah. 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 Um, I just i I want to see Lamar in the big game. I, I I think he he just had so so much criticism coming out of college, whether it was granted or not. You know, people wanted to switch positions and everything, and I really respected how he uh, was like, no, I'm a quarterback through and through, and just I mean, just watching his career too, winning the MVP and just. He just seems like a, a player that, you know, he, he's loved by the locker room and everything. Not saying these other players aren't either, but I, I, I really like Lamar Jackson and him ever since his viral Vine clip. Yeah. You remember seeing that? Yeah. <laughs> that, that play is so – it's disgusting how he, he just walks into Hits the end the zone like that. Hits the brakes the goal line. Hits the brakes. Dude yeah. goes flying, walks into the goal line. But uh, 
I, I think the the dream scenario would be to have the Ravens in that Super Bowl. Um, I mean, I I wouldn't hate the Chiefs either. I, I like Patrick oh, Mahomes. Stop. I I I I think it would be cool. It's just I, I like seeing dynasties and success, and they've definitely been one of the better teams in the last five or six years. Um, and, and how could you hate against the Lions? Yep. The, the Lions, dude. Oh and six. They 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 were zero and sixteen of and have made an NFC championship faster than the Cowboys have made one. Right. And, like, yep. That's that is amazing. I like the Niners too. They got some great players. One of the one of the best uh players in the league who I think should win MVP, Christian McCaffrey. What a, what a way to uh solidify his career. He he had some struggle years in Carolina. Just he's gets selling to a good his house. Team. He just put his house on the market today in Carolina too. Yeah, so I would love to see him in the big dance. Um but yeah, I think the number one team that I want to see there is the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, I think the Ravens and Lions, as much as I think that might be a mismatch the way the Ravens are playing right now, yeah. it might not be a good Super Bowl. If it could be, if you can get the best of the Lions and the best of the Ravens, that might be the most fun matchup for me. Plus, it's a matchup we haven't seen, players we haven't seen in the Super Bowl, um, and would be extremely exciting exciting for me to see those two teams battle it and, out. And what a story, too. I mean, Jared Goff having to redeem – uh, redeem himself because the Super Bowl that he did play in against the Pats, Three points. that was probably the worst Super Bowl that uh, ever has played ever. Yeah, that has ever been played in all of Super Bowls. So seeing him get in there because you can tell he's got a chip on his shoulder as he should. You know, a team trades you away and get gets a quarterback that you know ends up winning it for a team that you were just at. Uh, I, I think that would be pretty cool. And I love Dan Campbell, dude. Yeah. You, you can't hate against this guy, former player, former Lions player too. And, I mean, he got scrutiny when he got hired as well. People didn't really like the hire, Biting didn't understand caps. it. Yeah, no no one really understood it. But uh, the way he's turned that that uh, franchise around, he, he you can tell that he really motivates his players, knows, knows what to say in big moments like that. So it, it, it's going to – Whatever, however this this all pans out, it's gonna be. I, I'm gonna like it. Yeah, should be a fun one, nonetheless. The Lions, what three years ago were a one win team. They have <laughs> they're one win away now from a chance at the Super Bowl. So should be a lot of fun. When we come back, it's time to pay homage and wrap this thing up for the week. You're listening to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Here's Yellow by Coldplay. Welcome back to Ramblers on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. KCSU presents Husbands, an indie pop band based out of Oklahoma City at the Aggie Theater on March 9th. To win tickets to the Dreamy Garage Rock Show, text Hubby at 970-538-5278. Once again, that is Hubby, H-U-B-B-Y, to 970-538-5278 for your chance to see the iconic indie pop band Husbands at the Aggie Theater on March 9th. Without further ado, I'll send it to my hubby, Austin Martin, Caleb uh-huh. Allen, here in the, the, the station. Is that okay? Can I call you that? Uh, well, if you want. You can do whatever you want, I guess. <laughs> Your face yeah. is so disgusting, dude. <laughs> Sorry, we're it's not It's got me off guard. Yeah. Well, uh, it's time to pay homage before we get out of here, Austin. And if you're new to the program, we like to take a minute out of our show every week and just uh, give a shout-out. Give some appreciation to something that's happening in life, whether it be sports, away from sports, or whatever. And Austin, what are you paying homage to this week, dude? Prime, Amazon Prime Video. They they just announced the uh, uh, trailer, or they just they just put out the trailer for the new Roadhouse movie. Oh yeah. And we were talking about it a little earlier too. Roadhouse is one of my all-time favorite movies, the original one with uh, Patrick Swayze mm-hmm. and uh, Sam Elliott. Yeah. And I don't know, just watching that trailer, it, it, I've had the hype. Ever since they announced they were remaking it, I've, I've, I was already excited because that's one of my favorite movies. And with remakes, you never know how that's going to go. But uh, I, I love the casting that they did with it. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, he, he has some of my favorite movies. And he's been in a fighting movie before, right. Southpaw. That, that was a really good movie. Um, and then Conor McGregor, he's one of my favorite uh, UFC fighters of all time. And I, I watching the trailer, it was just very nice. It, it, it got me excited for the movie. It sounds like they got a good story going all, along with it. So shout out to Amazon Prime Video. I, I'll be watching that movie as soon as it comes out. 
Me as well. I've been waiting for Roadhouse for the Conor McGregor version for over, about a year now. I was at the taping for the, the UFC <laughs> so scenes awesome. that are at the beginning. I just went, ended up, it was actually last year at the Mountain West Tournament. I ended up going to a UFC fight card and they just started taping mid thing. And uh, it's a weird thing to walk into an arena and Jake Gyllenhaal is just, you know, half naked fighting another man <laughs> for a movie. And it was, it was a wild experience to say the least, but yeah, very excited for that movie. March 21st, Roadhouse on Amazon Prime. I'm going to pay homage to, uh, I'm going to keep it at sports because okay. last night was an absolutely wild night for Colorado or for Colorado Avalanche history. Kel McCarr scores the first goal of the game last night, shorthanded, by the way, and he sets the record for most goals by a defenseman in Avalanche history, passing Tyson Berry. He now has 76 goals on the uh, for his career and leads um, all Avalanche defensemen in. Um, almost a program history and franchise history. And the biggest story of last night, not just for Colorado, but just in NHL in general, Nathan McKinnon scored the second ever natural hat trick last night, three straight goals. A natural hat trick is you score three straight goals uninterrupted by your team or the other team. So three goals scored by the exact same player. He had one more at the end of the He's night. He's been cooking too lately. Yep, He yeah. has 82 points now. He had 78 going into last night, or I think, yeah, I think he, had, I think he has 83 points now. Hey, he had 70. That was wild. <laughs> There's 73 <laughs> points on the year and, or 83 points on the year, five points last night. So now if Nathan McKinnon, doesn't score another point the remainder of the final half of the season, he will be a point-per-game player, which if you can achieve that, that means you're doing your job. That's what star players do. They are point-per-game average players, and he can not average a point per game. So that's, that's big uh, time. Yeah, that's, that's exciting. Yeah, it's good to see him uh, doing his thing for the Avalanche, man. Yeah. That's, they've been fun to watch. Yeah, good time. Thank God because – the Nuggets and the Avs are keeping this thing afloat when things aren't going well, whether it be the Broncos or CSU when things aren't going well last Rockies. night for them. We don't talk about the team on Blake here on this radio station just because um the pain that they have caused us <laughs> in this lifetime. Well, that's hey, oh, it. Yeah, but Todd Helton, though. That is, that, hey, that, yeah, honorable mention out. right there. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's big for uh, Colorado sports. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Second Hall of Famer for the Rock. Wrapping up here. 7 to 9 every Thursday, Austin Martin and Caleb Allen will bring you everything every week. Stay tuned to the social platforms. We'll have plenty of content for you as we head to Laramie this weekend to cover the CSU men's basketball game against Wyoming on Saturday. Thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. I'm Caleb Allen. And I'm Austin Martin. If you enjoyed this episode, you can catch other episodes on kcsufm.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Ramblers airs live every Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m. on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins.